It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. It's Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We are racked and stacked today. Just to give you a sense of where we're going, we got Stephen Miller coming up with us later on the show. His America First Legal doing some fascinating stuff. You're going to want to hear about those DEI hiring and contracting requirements that have been out there. They're unconstitutional, aren't they? We're going to find out. Bringing some lawsuits to talk about that. Tudor Dixon of the uh, Tudor Dixon podcast will be with us also the second hour. I've got a lot to discuss with her. We see some stories here we're going to want to dive into. Uh, for one thing, the CDC says there's a new COVID variant that is dominant. It is called Eris, which really does. It sounds like an emo band from the 90s, <laughs> you know, which is about right for COVID now. It's kind of like womp, womp. It's just not. It's not what I need COVID. It ain't what it used to be, which is a good thing. We can all be very happy about that. Um, but maybe something to discuss on that point. Uh, some shakeups in the Republican primary of staff, at least. The DeSantis campaign replacing the uh, head of that campaign. Clay and I will discuss where we think that is going. Uh, another moment uh, of Joe Biden just saying things. This was it, 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 how he greeted a mother, a grieving mother who lost a son in Afghanistan during the Biden disastrous withdrawal. Somehow Biden made it all about him in the moment. We will get into that coming up here in a few minutes. But I, I wanted to start with this because this honestly is really set me off yesterday. Um, as you all know, George Floyd has, well, he was the reason for the BLM 2.0 movement, which has been nothing but destructive and bad. And the people who raised all this money under the BLM banner, as we've seen, there's all these houses have been bought and everything. It The whole thing has just been a net negative for the American people overall, and particularly negative for minorities who live in higher crime neighborhoods who have had to suffer from the dramatic increases in crime 
where they live because liberals want to pander to the anti-police movement. That's what BLM did. It was not about making anybody safer. It was not about achieving or even focusing on racial justice. But as we know, the George Floyd uh, incident, which if you go back and read more about, you learn more about, the there are different coroner reports that I would recommend that you go and see for yourself. George Floyd was somebody with a long criminal record, including, and I think this is worth everybody hearing again because many people have not heard it, during a home invasion, sticking a loaded firearm at the belly of a pregnant woman and threatening to murder her and her unborn child. That is a matter of record. This is the person who now has murals in places all over America, who is treated as some kind of a patron saint of the anti-cop Democrat left. It's appalling. But as you know, there were other officers. There's Derek Chauvin, who's going to spend basically the rest of his life in prison. Um, and there are other officers who were present. One of them, who has already been in prison, was sentenced yesterday. And I want you to hear the sentencing that was handed down by this judge. This is Officer Tu Thao, um, who was who was present. He was just doing crowd control. He didn't lay a hand on George Floyd. He didn't encourage anything excessive to be done to George Floyd. He was just dealing with crowd control. He got almost five years in prison, handed down by a lunatic lib judge in Minnesota. Play clip six, please, so people As can count two, having been found guilty by the court of aiding and abetting manslaughter in the second degree, after a trial pursuant to Minnesota Rule of Criminal Procedure 26.01, subdivision three, judgment on the court is that you are convicted of that offense. Count one is dismissed pursuant to the negotiation. You are sentenced to 57 months in prison with credit for 340 days already served. This sentence will be concurrent with your federal sentences. I apologize, Your Honor. And will be served at a federal facility designated by the United States Bureau of Prisons. Upon release from your federal sentence, you will be transferred to the Minnesota Department of Corrections to serve the remainder of your state sentence unless alternative arrangements are made with the United States Bureau of Prisons. Clay, I and mean, we didn't hear the part where he says, to start off, I expected you to be more sorry and more contrite. So he basically is slamming him with a a particularly heavy-handed sentence. Uh, This judge, uh, let me see, Peter Cahill, is a disgrace. And now we look at this and say, why are are areas of cities so dangerous? What's going on? Well, who wants to be a cop these days, Clay? Who wants to deal with the politics? It's 100% right, and... It seems to me increasingly that our entire justice system is not based on justice. It's based on what gets the most attention and identity politics. Because there's no way to justify this guy getting almost five years in prison for what he did. He's not being penalized for his crime relative to the other crimes that are being penalized in Minneapolis. He is being penalized for his crime relative to the amount of attention in the media it got. And that's not justice. In fact, it's actually the foundation of injustice. And I keep coming back to the metaphor because I think it matters so much, Buck. Lady Justice, when you see the scales of justice, she is blind. blind. 
And the idea behind this is so important. The idea behind this is we are weighing guilt and innocent, behavior and misbehavior, and we are trying to, we are aspiring to treat everyone the exact same, regardless of what their identity is. And we have never, as a nation, done that perfectly. I'll be the first to acknowledge, but we are closer now today than we were in 1783 when America officially won its independence. And yet it seems to me we are now going backwards and we are now treating people in a way that is predicated entirely upon their identity and entirely upon how the politics are applied in their particular case. And that's not justice. And Buck, I would say this really took off with me too. Uh, where this idea was, oh, if you are a white man and you're accused of treating a woman improperly, you're guilty. The Brett Kavanaugh case, to me, crystallized that in a way that I still haven't gotten over. And I don't know how we fix it. Well, with Brett Kavanaugh, what we saw was on display the the left and at the highest level, including Kamala Harris personally, as a member of the Senate, trying to... Uh, ritually humiliate, denigrate, and destroy a manifestly innocent man because they are lunatics who want to kill babies for all nine months of a pregnancy. Basically, that's what they were. You know, it was all about protecting abortion. If you actually look at what was going on behind the scenes and why all these women were coming forward, and even some of them later, you know, it was obvious they were activists. They didn't even talk about some of the allegations because they were so clearly false. Yeah, crazy. And people fabric. Yeah, crazy. I mean, they were people were saying Brett Kavanaugh raped me too. People who'd never met him and never been in the same state as him. I mean, it was just insane. Gang raped him. Some of these allegations. Well, there was that, that was that covered. was official. That was on the record. That yeah. one they were so crazy. That was Swetnick, Julie Swetnick. They actually introduced that one. Oh, I mean, it kept getting crazier and crazier because they were so um, utterly pathetic in their desire to do anything to destroy Brett Kavanaugh. But Clay, honestly, you, I mean, you look at the. I mean, you look at the O.J. case and there was a decision made that, you know, because of racism and a payback for racism, this guy who, I mean, almost decapitated his ex-wife and an innocent bystander was going to just walk. Correct. That was the decision that was made because of racism, because of the emotional needs of the mob. Well, it is the emotional needs of the mob that have also now sent Officer Tu Thao to prison for five years. This guy didn't do anything. It's just he was present for the martyrdom of St. George Floyd. We all know this is what's going on. And he even says, look, my conscience is clear. Play clip uh, play clip five. On that day, we didn't intend on, uh, I didn't intend on uh, doing any uh, malice or, or anything like that or, or try to hurt anyone. Uh, that was never my intent. Uh, I did the best I thought I could. Obviously, uh, the outcome didn't come out the way uh, I wanted it. And despite what this court has ruled, I know we cannot hide our thoughts or intent from God, for we must give an account on the day we appear before God. Therefore, I must obey and hold on to the truth that I did not commit these crimes. My conscience is clear. My conscience is clear. Good for him. People, I hope you will say a prayer for Officer too foul tonight he did nothing wrong not even borderline he was just there doing crowd control while another officer was trying to subdue 
a drug-addled career criminal who died of a heart failure. That is what happened. And now they're sending him to prison for five years? I mean, you know, why are... She, Clay, do you see this woman who's uh, the TikTok influencer? She's like, someone spat in my face. It's horrible out there on the streets of San Francisco. And then and then it comes out that she's a huge BLM supporter. And you know what she's now now she's been sharing? Apparently, I saw Matt Walsh tweeted this out, that she's actually... She's claiming now that it was a it was a well dressed white man that spat in her face. Why why the need to clarify? Like who? No one's no one made any uh, any allegation about what the individual was like. We're just talking about crime. But she felt the need to clarify that after the fact. I give credit to this officer because we live in such an artificial world, and we'll talk about this a little bit with the R and B singer Neo, um, who I'm yeah. not an expert on. I know nothing about him, in fact, but I do find the story that is surrounding him right now for apology, take back the apology, the way that this goes. Buck, you know how this world works now. So many people apologize for things that they don't believe they've done anything wrong to just try to get people to stop paying attention to them and to judge them less severely. It takes true bravery and courage in the face of years in prison to stand up in front of that judge and say, my conscience is clear. Basically, I don't think I did anything wrong. And I'm not going to ritually humiliate myself and beg for forgiveness for something that I didn't do wrong. And Buck, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't claim that I know with 100% certainty that I would be brave enough to do that if I were facing years in prison and I had to leave my family. And I knew that if I lied and just said, and I know a lot of people out there have had to experience this, hey, I feel horrible uh, for what happened For this guy to stand up there after everything he's been through and say, my conscience is clear and one day my maker is going to judge me and I'm not afraid of what he's going to see, that's what real bravery looks like when you're on the front lines facing substantial time in prison where I bet, Buck, this guy probably is not received very favorably in the prison. Former cops never are when they're having to serve time. And uh, I give credit to him. He's been done an injustice. And he is being punished punished based on identity politics and the virality of a story, not on a actual transgression that justifies this amount of time in prison. This goes to show you as well, the lunatic Democrat governor of Minnesota not going to do anything here. I mean, th- this this is a perfect case where a governor should step in and pardon Officer to Thou. But you know why they wouldn't do that? You know how the governor of uh, governor of Minnesota would never justify doing that, even if he was a person of honor and uh, I don't even who is the governor of Minnesota. It's a Democrat. I don't even know who it is. Um, but the way that that governor would justify it is, well, if we were to pardon two thousand, there might be more riots and burning down neighborhoods. Well, what does that tell us, everybody? What does that tell us about uh, the reality? Of what's going on, Governor Tim Waltz. I thought it was Tim Waltz. Yeah, he's a, a total Democrat functionary, awful and uh, and a coward. I'm sure on top of it, Clay. They're throwing this guy in prison for five years, treating him as an accessory to manslaughter, basically an accessory to murder. What exactly did he do? H- how could he have known that? George Floyd's heart was going to give out while he had tons of drugs in his system and had a heart condition and had a knee on his neck. While he refused to obey the police While officer, he refused to obey commands which after is commands after commands. How, how could he have known that that was happening? It, was, was he running an you know, electrocardiogram or something in the background? There's no way he could have known that. It's well, 
This is a terrible injustice that is being done in the state of Minnesota. What you spoke to there, you said, what is Tim Waltz, the governor of Minnesota, thinking? He's thinking the same thing that everybody thought as the 2020 election was going on. And I think it's important to keep pointing this out. They didn't put the plywood up on every window in every major American city because they thought Trump supporters were going to riot if he won. That was an implicit, uh, an implicit message being sent. If you vote for Donald Trump, even if you're just a middle-of-the-road person and you're not interested, cities will burn. We are going to riot. We're going to loot. We're going to pillage. You better vote for our guy or there will be mass chaos. The judge, uh, I mean, rather, Tim Waltz back in 2020, judge upholds murder charges against Chauvin and other officers. Important step toward justice for George Floyd. An abject coward who should be ashamed of himself. As is, by the way, the fact that we have George Floyd statues. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And remember, George Floyd's funeral, you weren't allowed to say goodbye to your parents, but thousands of Democrats showed up, I believe it was in Houston, to celebrate uh, and memorialize George Floyd at his funeral when, at that time, groups of people were not allowed together to do anything. And then, of course, we saw the racial justice uh, protest. When you weren't allowed to go uh, go to your actual job, tens of thousands of people were able to take to the streets in close proximity all over America, and the public health authorities said, that's okay. Uh, data breach is more common than ever before. It matters because your information may be included in the stolen data. Worst part is you often have no idea it's happening until your accounts are drained or a loan's taken out in your name. It's the worst feeling. Best protection comes from LifeLock. LifeLock will detect and alert you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. They send you a text, an email, or they call you. However you prefer to be reached, let you confirm or deny the suspicious activity. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save 25% off your first year with my name, Clay, as your promo code. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. You can go online to lifelock.com. You can also use promo code Clay for 25% off. That's lifelock.com. Promo code Clay, 25% off. One truth revealed after another. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. 
Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code Clay, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, hour number two. Want to encourage everybody out there, go subscribe to our podcast. You will be glad that you did it. You can search out Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton. uh, And you can also go download the iHeartRadio app. And if you do so... You will be able to take this show anywhere in the country and indeed anywhere in the world. We've got a lot still to come with you in the next couple of hours. At 1.30 at the bottom of this hour, Stephen Miller, one of Trump's top advisors, is going to be with us. And uh, he's got a lot to discuss, including the fallout of the Supreme Court striking down affirmative action. What does that mean for larger governmental decisions that are being made based on race? Uh, We will discuss with him at 2.30 in the third hour of the program, Tudor Dixon, who ran for governor in Michigan against Gretchen Whitmer uh, and lost a close race there. She now is a part of the Clay and Buck podcast network. She will be in studio here in New York City. We'll talk about what she sees in the Midwest, what has to happen in order for Michigan to flip back to a red state, what has to happen for Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and more. We're going to discuss Ron DeSantis replacing his campaign manager at some point. What does that say for that campaign? Uh, but in a moment here, I want to talk about Neo, who is an R&B singer. I'm going to be honest with uh, you guys. I don't, I'm not familiar with Neo's body of work, Buck. Would you know a Neo song, Buck? No. <laughs> okay. I tried. I thought. I No, I, I do not know. All right. There must be one really famous one that we've heard. 
Let's but. put producer Ali on the research train for what neo songs are out there that we may have either you or I heard of. I would bet that a large percentage of our audience does not know neo. Uh, but I'm going to play you a clip. I think it's emblematic of a story that I write about in American Playbook, Buck, which is we have opened up an opportunity to take over comedy on the right side of America. You just by liking to laugh, Democrats have become so self-serious that they don't allow entertainers to actually entertain anymore because there might be a joke that makes somebody a little bit uncomfortable. And I write about this in American Playbook, and I just want to do this off the top of the show. You guys are amazing. Uh, Top of the second hour. Buck, yesterday we were ranked 15,422. Next uh, year you're going to have your book out. Right now we are number 38. If you guys listening to us right now can go to Amazon, type in Clay Travis, type in American Playbook. I'm donating all the proceeds to whoever the Republican nominee is. And I'm taking it a step further because I would love to be number one on all of Amazon books. This audience, I believe, can take the book to number one overall. If we hit that, I will donate $10,000 more to the January 6th political prisoners out there. You are, by buying this book, helping to fight a battle for sanity. Uh, and you can also get uh, become a VIP, and you can get a signed uh, copy. So you can go to Amazon right now, type in Clay Travis. If you're out there and you're not going to be able to get a signed copy, you become a VIP. You get copies. I've signed all these myself. They'll get shipped out to you. I, I promise you, you'll like them. Kids, grandkids, if you're having trouble talking to them about politics, I bet they will be able to read this book. That's what producer Ali said. Very accessible, and it will address many of your concerns if you have kids or grandkids just get them a book tell them to read it um and uh, again i'd love for you guys if you could to drive this to number one overall clay travis on amazon type it in right now it comes up at the top we're 38 can we take it to one all right buck big part of this book i spend talking about comedy i like the righteous gemstones i think it's the funniest show on television right now it's on hbo what do you think is the funniest show on television? No, I've never even, I don't mean. You don't I'm know this show this, at all? I've never heard of this show. Has anybody in the studio here, have you, anybody watched The Righteous Gemstones? Greg raises his hand, says he, uh, uh, look, he's heard of it. This show is really funny, but at times it will make fun of people like me who are from the South and grew up going to church. It's basically, the idea is like it's a Jimmy Swaggart-like character who has created a big church, and he has three kids who are total screw-ups that he's trying to find somebody to be able to run the church uh, after he is gone. And the Gemstones is the name of the family. It's really funny. But if you're religious, there are things that you might find to be a little bit offensive. Um, it's uh, Danny McBride, who I think is hysterical. He played Kenny Powers, for those of you out there. What I am seeing happen, and I think we're starting to build what is legitimately a tidal wave. Remember when Ice Cube came out and said, I'm not going to get the COVID shot, and he did a sit-down with Tucker Carlson recently. Ice Cube's a famous rapper. You're starting to see musicians. Ice Cube, I, I, I know his work. I, I know his body with of work, his work I am familiar with. Yes. yes. Uh, what you're starting to see is a lot of entertainers, comedians in particular, are saying, we had Adam Carolla, was it last week, Buck? They're saying, I'm done with this. I'm done with cancel culture. I'm done with walking around on my tiptoes, not able to say what I think. I want to play this for you. This turned into a huge story, and I love the way it's turned out. But first, R&B singer Neo 
uh, commented in an interview. He's a father of multiple kids, boys and girls, and he uh, went after the idea of transgender surgeries. This is cut two. I have no issue with with the LBGT. I have no problem with none of, with nobody. Okay? Right. Love who you love, do what you do. Exactly. I just personally come from an era where a man was a man and a woman was a woman, and it wasn't but two genders, and that's just how I rocked. You could identify as a goldfish if you feel. Right. <laughs> I, I agree. That ain't my business. Just, it becomes my business when you try to make me play the game with you. I'm not going right. to call you a goldfish, but exactly. you, if you want to be a goldfish, you go be a goldfish. I can't take credit for it, but it, I heard somebody say one time, he's like, all right, if your son comes to you and says, daddy, I want to be a girl, ask your son, son, what is a girl? What is he going to do? He's going to say, uh, well, he might, he might want to play with dolls. All right, you want to play with dolls. Fine, play with dolls, right. but you're a boy right. playing with dolls. That's right. I want to wear pink. All right, cool, wear pink, but you're a boy That's right. wearing pink. That's what got everybody fired up, Buck. Well, it gets him. It gets everyone fired up in the activist uh, community in the brainwashed left because it's so obviously true. Yes, Th- this is why it's so upsetting. It's uh, there's, the the notion that, and I know he put out initially a statement, and now he's walked back that statement, or he said, "Forget that." He's he's re- recanted his his bending of the knee. As I his publicist put out a statement, and that's what I want to play next, Buck. So he put oh, out okay. a statement. I, I didn't mean to jump ahead. Yeah, this is great. This is this is uh the the, the whole progression here. Really makes you think that maybe the country is not doomed. Do you want to, you want yes. to play the? Yeah, let's, but so here's what happened. He put out a publicist statement, Buck, and everybody said, Oh, look, this rap and the R&B singer Neo, he's bending the knee. He's doing everything. So he didn't say anything wrong. Publicist put out a statement and then he came out. I love this. It reminds me of what Charles Barkley claimed that he was misquoted in his autobiography, which is really funny because the way that this works for a lot of people out there, most celebrities don't write books. I wrote every word in my book, Buck. You're writing every word in your book. Most people who write books who are famous don't actually write the books, right? They have ghostwriters and some don't even know what's in them. That's right. And when Charles Barkley, some conservatives, but I'm not, ta- I'm not naming names. <laughs> I loved when Charles Barkley claimed that he was misquoted in his own autobiography. It was just hysterical. Uh, you supposedly wrote the book, bud. Um, but Neo, you know, these guys all have publicists. They all have apparatus designed to, uh, to keep their careers rolling. Publicist puts out a statement. He says he had nothing to do with it. And he says, I ain't apologizing. Basically, here's cut three. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. If my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. My intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will never be okay with that. I don't care. I, I definitely plan to educate myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any book anywhere or any opinion that somebody's going to tell me that's going to make me okay with letting a child make a decision like that that's just period point blank and that's how i feel if i get canceled for this then you know what maybe this is a world where they don't need a neo no more all right and i got no problem with that i'm a hustler all right i'll figure it out i i need to create a neo playlist now <laughs> did we i'm gonna i'm gonna on the iheart app i'm looking up some neo songs i'm i'm excited about listening to neo's whole body work look He's totally correct. Yes. Everything he says is entirely sensible. Everything that he's putting forward here makes sense to all the people who are listening right now across across the country. And and if you're wondering like how crazy can things get, uh well first off, remember if they can make you say that a man is a woman, they can make you say anything. Correct. I mean, it's the most most foundational fundamental observation of reality. 
If they can make you affirm the most obvious untruth, they've got you. So that's why it's so important. I mean, it's it's really tied into the totalitarian mindset that has overtaken the left. But just how crazy can this get? Clay, this, this is one of these things. I had to be told by a friend who was running for Congress uh, up in Illinois, and she told me this story about how she went to some of the, you know, the things that can congressmen do where they go or would-be congressmen do where they go and raise money and at one of the school board meetings, and they were talking about how there were kids who were showing up who identify as animals. Yeah. Not, not, I don't mean that, I'm not trying to like say that in a, like they're, no, no, seriously, they're like, I, I identify as a tiger. And they're young kids, they're, they're, you know, 10 years old or whatever, and the school doesn't know what to do. Because why can't you identify as a tiger? If that's how you identify, what's the difference? If by, if identification is a feeling and not a biological reality, so if you're wondering how crazy it can get, if a kid shows up and a left-wing lib is the teacher and the kid's 10 and says, I'm a hippopotamus, the teacher says, you know, maybe we should put you in the kiddie pool. Like, they don't know what to do. I, I just, I love everything about this story, Buck, because we get asked a lot. How do we win? How do we change? How do things get back to the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, early, when people might disagree and have a variety of opinions, but nobody tried to attack you and say, you can't believe that. You get fired if you believe that. You get fired if you like that. You get fired if you tweet that or Instagram that or whatever. Neo, I think this is how you win. You have to get artists, musicians, comedians, television performers, movie people. There's a great story. One of my good friends who lives out in L.A. said, L.A. used to be the land of eccentrics. Buck, you've talked about how when we grew up, California was this shining beacon that all I remember how excited I was to visit California. Oh, yeah, I was so envious to me. Malibu was just I'd never even been. I thought it was paradise. One of my roommates lived in the San Francisco area and we went out to visit him during college. It was the first time I'd ever been to California. And I was so excited to get on the plane to fly to California because just the opportunity to experience California. This guy, he's a buddy of mine, really successful. He said, you know, Hollywood used to be the place where eccentrics went. If you were a little bit outside of the mainstream, you went to Hollywood and they embraced you. They said, hey, we love you. We want you to be here. Live creatively. Create new things. We want to be the land that embraces eccentricity and creativity. Now, Buck, Hollywood is the most stultifying, the most confining, the most one-party state almost anywhere in America. And I think there are, in fact, there are a lot of actors and actresses, I bet, listening to us right now in the L.A. area. We know we hear from some of them. You're starting to see a rebellion build. And that rebellion is founded on, hey, I should be able to make whatever joke I want. Hey, I should be able to say whatever I want in a song. Hey, I should be able to make whatever kind of movie I want. And if people are offended by what I say, that ain't my thing. That's on them. And I think we're starting to see it build. Did I ever tell you that I was, uh, when I was doing the six to nine, uh, syndication, which is now our friend Jesse Kelly's slot. When I was doing that slot, I, I was talking about how I watched a Bigfoot movie that was pretty entertaining, but really violent. Like I was a little sort of, I was talking about this movie and I was giving a real critique of it on the air, you know, you know, eight o'clock at night. I'm talking about a movie I saw 
And one of the main actors was listening and called in. <laughs> called in. And we actually ended up hanging out, having a drink in L.A. Uh, later on. But he called in. He was like, let me tell you more about that movie. I was like, and I actually, because I just seen the movie, his, I, I mean, like his voice, I could tell, you know, yeah, it was, it was him. actually. So uh, anyway, you never know. But your but point you about actors that? listening. Do you feel that building, by the way, the creative community slowly starting to rebel against the idea well, that everybody has to have the same opinion. That's exactly I mean, they, right. They, this is, and it's it's important to note uh, for those of you who, I mean, I'm fascinated by the history of totalitarian regimes because I think it's an important lesson for today and maybe even ties into the book that I'm writing. But anyway, um, one of the things that the Soviets did very early on was they co-opted all the artists. I mean, y- yes. you couldn't be a real artist. You Correct. had to be an artist doing writing, painting, composing for the glorification of the Leninist workers' paradise, right? Kind of like what's going on a little bit with the woke in Hollywood today. They don't actually get to be creative. They are taking orders from the regime, and and that's what we see. And I think you need to be a little bit comfortable with sometimes being the butt of the joke. Laugh. Laugh and enjoy. I think slowly we're making a big difference in the creative community. I really oh, being do. Being able to laugh yourself is the best. Karen and I were talking yesterday after we finished our show about how Honestly, your 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 book, a man with Clay is a man with many endearing stories. But you're sitting alone for eight hours at your first book signing years and years ago. That's that's Allie, very endearing. Ali can testify how nervous I was driving to the book signing in New Jersey. I was like, if there's one person there, I will be happy. I'm going to Cleveland tomorrow. Atlanta. I I've got a little bit of post traumatic stress after walk. I mean, yeah. you sit by yourself in a bookstore for hours. Like I, I'm just happy to see anybody. I- I definitely back in the day was a conservative who was standing in line for photos when there had been multiple speakers and like no one came yeah. to me. So that happens. But you know, now it's things change. So you just got to stay with it. Companies like Pure Talk, my friends, they are doing right by their customers. This past month, all of us got a 50% increase in the data usage in our monthly plans. No price increase, no gimmicks, just the smart move of staying in touch with a customer and Pure Talk is on it. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk, text, and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. The monthly price stays the same, just $20 a month. Pure Talk is veteran-owned, and they hire the best customer service team members right here in the U.S., and they're the ones that will help you make the switch. Switch is so easy. I did it myself. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We bring in Stephen Miller. We got a lot to get to with him. He's doing some fabulous work out there. Uh, but I want to start with this. I know you were a monster fan of Cobra Kai, Stephen. Um, and I-, I love it. It's Karate Kid spinoff for everybody out there. We were just talking about the Righteous Gemstones. Have you ever watched the Righteous Gemstones? No, I haven't. Do you recommend it? I do. It's really, really funny, if you want to laugh. And we've got somebody who works on the show that we're going to talk to at the bottom of the hour who's called in. They film it in Charleston. Did you ever watch Kenny Powers back in the day? 
No, I didn't. Uh, so it's uh, Danny McBride. I think he's hysterical. They do really funny stuff. But yeah, we're talking in general. I want to start with this because you grew up in L.A., um, if I remember correctly. Uh, and we were talking about how L.A. used to be a place for eccentrics, for people a little bit outside of the mainstream. And they would go there and they would live creatively and try to build new things and sometimes advance the culture and, and make movies and, and film and everything else and television shows that the larger American population could embrace. And now it's become yeah, this stultifying like one-party system. Yeah. Yeah. L.A. was, from the 50s to the 80s, was a, was a paradise, an absolute a paradise on Earth. And now it's ruined. Okay, so do you get the sense, I'm just curious, because I'm sure you have a lot of connections still in the L.A. area and in the, in the entertainment industry. Buck and I were just discussing this neo-controversy where he basically says, hey, you're a boy or a girl, and then he apologizes, and he says, that was my publicist, that wasn't me at all. I get the sense that comedians, creatives in, in film and television, uh, certainly people who uh, are writers in general, that there's a monstrous backlash building against this woke culture that tries to destroy, tries to determine what you're allowed to say. I feel it. I really do. And I think Republicans can own this. Do you feel it? I'm curious. I do feel it. I think the challenge has always been, you know, as as conservatives or even just as normal Americans, we've been wanting Hollywood to produce content that speaks to regular people for uh, for years now, for as long as I can remember. And we've always felt like we're on the, on the edge, we're on the threshold, we're on the precipice. The problem is and remains that those who control access to capital uniformly think one way about everything. The heads of the studios the heads of the talent agent. You can't even get a talent agent if you think like a normal person in Hollywood. So while, while you can do independent projects and occasionally you have these incredible breakthroughs, uh, you know, if you watch anything on Netflix or Disney or HBO Max or just the regular, uh, to the extent that anybody is still watching, just sort of the regular you know, CBS, NBC, ABC sitcoms, I mean, the, the writers' rooms and the actors clearly are just completely monolithic, and I bet people are still terrified of of challenging that in any way. Which is what makes entertainment like Cobra Kai so refreshing, or it makes films like I just saw the uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One didn't have an ounce of politics in it. It was an, it was a blockbuster action film that could have been released in 1989 with more advanced um, effects, but other than that, just a true blooded. American film. I think while you still have that, it's just rarer and rarer. I hope we're going to see a breakthrough soon. There'll be a tipping point. I just don't know how you overcome the financial obstacles. Hey, Stephen, it's Buck. I, I want to talk to you for a sec about what you're doing over at America First Legal because uh, I think this is, it's so important what's happening now with the usage of the law to push after the Supreme Court said you can't just do this racial discrimination thing anymore. Because you want to, Democrats, that's not allowed. You can't do it in schools or school admissions, which also then seems to indicate, well, why should you be able to do racial discrimination policies in hiring or in contracting or in any other aspect of public life? Isn't that also an equal protection clause violation? And you're bringing lawsuits and going after DEI training and contracting, etc. Can you tell us about where that stands? Because I think that's... That, that makes the Supreme Court decision something real. It's not just in the theoretical. Yeah, so this is a very important point, which is that conservatives 
every now and again, we'll win a big Supreme Court ruling and we'll plant the victory flag. And then we'll go on about our lives, you know, going back to whatever people's various jobs and occupations are. And then we'll wake up in the morning 10 years later and realize we won the case, but we lost the war afterwards. People forget we won a big affirmative action case years ago. That's the case where John Roberts famously said the best way to stop discriminating on the basis of race is to stop discriminating on the basis of race. And what did colleges and universities do? They all programmed around it. And then here we are again. We have to now go and enforce the ruling. The ruling doesn't mean anything if we don't enforce it. And not just against, as you said, universities, but also against private corporations. So we launched a hotline. It's one eight seven seven AFL five four five four one eight seven seven AFL five four five four. We have operators full time. So if you're an American and you have been victimized by a university, a college, a corporation, or a business in this country on the basis of race, call us and we will pursue. If the facts support it, we will pursue legal action, and that's what we are doing at America First Legal. And we also, you can, you can reach us at our website, aflegal.org slash hotline, aflegal.org slash hotline. So one of our lawsuits, for example, is against Amazon. Amazon has a delivery service bonus. So sort of a, if you're a delivery service partner, they call them, uh, the drivers for Amazon, and, um, and you are black or you are Latino or you're a Native American, but you're not white, you cannot be white, you cannot be Asian, you get a $10,000 bonus. So explicitly excluded from the bonus are any drivers who are white or any drivers who are Asian. No matter how good they are, no matter how reliable they are, no matter anything, they cannot, under any circumstances, get that bonus. They're walled off because of their skin color. And so we sued Amazon, and we'll see how that goes. That's in federal court, but it's a pretty open and shut case. Federal civil rights law is explicit and not buttressed by the Supreme Court ruling. But we need to go after every corporation that has illegal policies like this. And you may not realize, if you're listening at home or at work right now, you may not even realize that you could be a potential plaintiff in some of these actions. I'll give you an example. Uh, going back to universities, John Hopkins, uh, after the Supreme Court ruling came out on affirmative action, they announced a new essay program where it asked candidates to talk about how their race or gender has shaped their life experience. Clearly, clearly it's meant to be an end run, an illegal end run to circumvent the Supreme Court ruling. So maybe you have a kid right now in high school who's thinking of filling out applications. Maybe they want to go to Johns Hopkins. Maybe they want to go to Johns Hopkins Medical School. Right now, you need to get in touch with us and talk to us like today or tomorrow and tell us what's going on, what your family situation is, where they want to go to school so that we can look at those facts and see what kinds of uh, actions we can pursue. And that applies to anyone in a corporate setting, a business setting, anywhere else. It also means if you've been subjected to a mandatory critical race theory workshop that made you feel less, less than because of your race, that is harassment based on skin color, violates federal and state laws. And so, again, you need to get in touch with us. Or if you protested a policy at work, and you think you were denied a promotion based on that, or you were denied a raise based on that. We want to hear from you. So all of this, all of this could be sued on based on the facts, but it requires patriotic Americans to stand up and call us. 
Steven, I appreciate all the fighting you're doing. You've been proven to be 100% right on the collapse at the border. When you look at Massachusetts governor basically coming out and declaring a state of emergency, New York City Mayor uh, Eric Adams said, and I'm quoting him, our cup runneth over, that they had no more space, basically. Uh, you've seen the same thing happen in Chicago, in Washington, D.C. What would a Trump administration do? Because I bet you'd be a big part of fixing this to immediately make our border secure again. Well, I do hope God blesses me with the chance uh, to be able to uh, return to some version of my prior role um, in a um, in a federal administration and restore law, order, and integrity, help restore those things with the border. Um, I think one of the first things that you would need to do would be to immediately re-implement all of the policies that were in place under the Trump administration. Uh, so remain in Mexico, safe third agreements, uh, Title 42, and so on. Uh, but in addition to that, President Trump has outlined, I want to be very clear here in saying that you know, AFL, my group, Americans Legal, is absolutely apolitical, has no uh, partisan affiliation. We're completely apolitical. Uh, but just talking to you here, Stephen Miller, uh, President Trump has said that he would also invoke something known as the Alien Enemies Act. This is probably the most powerful statute on the books that has never been used. Under the Alien Enemies Act, you can instantaneously deport any illegal alien in the event of an invasion event. And so if there is a declared invasion from a foreign country, if you invoke the Alien Enemies Act, this was passed back in the 18th century, and this remnant of this statute is still on the books, and President Trump has said he would use it. You can not only instantaneously deport the aliens crossing the border, but you can deport the aliens who have already entered the country under the Biden administration. You can also use that authority to dismantle the cartels. By de- if you declare the cartels to be a foreign enemy state, then you can round up all of the cartel members all throughout the country and all of their affiliates and all their associates, and you can instantaneously deport them too. So it's a combination of using this extraordinary new tool and then putting back into place all the policies that already exist. And the last thing, which again President Trump has talked about, is using state and local law enforcement, using the National Guard, using other federal law enforcement like the DEA, the FBI, the ATF, et cetera, and you're creating this vast force that you can then go around into the country and start ejecting all the people that Biden let in. Because it's not enough just to stop all the new people. You have to go eject everybody that Biden has allowed into the country. Stephen, keep up the good work. I'm telling you, I think you'll like the righteous gemstones. There's humor, making fun of religious people, but they make fun of everybody. And I think, again, we should become the party that likes to laugh because the Democrats certainly are putting forth laughable policies, but they ain't enjoying just a good old laugh from comedy. Appreciate the time, my man. Amen. Thanks. Talk soon. Uh, look, uh, we, we just talked with Stephen Miller, who worked in the Trump White House. Trump White House was filled with a lot of people with testosterone, a lot of men who wanted to do their best to protect this country and make it as be- as the best version of itself. Do you feel the same about the Biden administration? I don't. I feel like the Biden administration probably has the lowest level of testosterone in the men that work in the White House in the history of our nation. It's not even hyperbole. You know, your testosterone levels declined by 50% over the past several decades. And many men out there today, as a result, don't have the same vim, vigor, vitality that you might have had in the 50s and the 60s and before. How about getting your testosterone back up? 
Get hooked up now with my guys at Chalk. They have something called a male vitality stack, all natural supplement, leading ingredient proven in studies to increase testosterone by 20% in three months' times. Including this in your daily regimen will give you the energy you don't even know you're missing, let alone what you are capable of. Why not go check it out today? CHOQ.com. That's chalk spelled with a Q. CHOQ.com. 35% off chalk subscriptions for the life of that subscription when you use my name, Clay, in the sign-up process. That's chalk.com. My name, Clay, 35% off. CHOQ.com. My name, Clay, 35% off. Heard it on the show? Hear more on the podcast. Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives. More content, more common sense. Find the guides on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and... 
The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute's educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are joined by the star of the Tudor Dixon Show. She is Tudor Dixon, ran for governor in Michigan, now dominating the podcast universe. You can find her podcast if you go search out Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, Tudor Dixon. She is a part of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show network. Now, we're going to get into a ton of things, Tudor. You're up here to do Gutfeld tonight. People can watch you tonight on Fox News. Really fun show. You've been great on that. But let's start here with the two most pressing and important questions that exist in the world today. One, Buck believes that despite the fact you're here with me in New York City, despite the fact that a person was attacked by a shark for the first time since the 1950s in New York City, Buck believes that the beach should be open. That's point one. I want to hear your opinion on that. Point two, do you believe that aliens exist? Uh, and if so, do you believe that they ever have visited Earth? Each of those questions, very important. You were, of course, once a star in a movie star. You were a vampire, right? That's right. Yes, yes. You were know, a former vampire movie star, Tudor Dixon, also Michigan gubernatorial candidate. Both of those questions, important to start with. Which side are you on with both of those issues? I have kids, so I am on the side of closing the beach because I think they come back. I think that once you get a shark that has tasted human blood, they want more. I don't know if that's true, but I think it is. Boom. She's watched too many of those, like five Jaws movies, and she's seen all of them, I'm telling you. On the side of truth, justice, and the American way, you're one for one, Tudor. You're batting a 1,000 here. What about aliens, and what about the potential that they have ever visited Earth? Which position would you take there? So this is a big argument in our house because my husband is way on the side of aliens have visited. and I, I love just, them already. I just feel like we would be much farther advanced than we are if there were aliens that have visited. Now, I will say that I've heard a rumor that if you have negative blood because it's so rare that you have been bred with aliens, <laughs> and I actually do, so there's a chance I'm just hiding it from you. So, so here's the deal. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Can we just, can we, let, let's, let's tally up what just happened I here. know. It's <laughs> Tudor Dixon firmly on Team Buck when it comes to the obvious reality that aliens have not visited the Earth while there have been, you know, human beings to record it. Just putting it out there. Your husband's right, by the way. He's on Team Clay and he's in the right on this. Okay. So what she's done, Buck, and this is what you're going to, I think, is she has taken the political move. She went half Team Buck. Half Team Clay, she's attempting to appeal to the entire audience and not picking a side. So I will tell you why my husband feels this way. So his family is from Washington State. His uncle, one night, was outside late at night, filmed a some sort of unidentified object, flying green lights flashing. And we've seen, I mean, it's fishy. You've seen the film. Yes. Yeah. And this was before people were making stuff up. This is This really exists. But it could be anything. It could be because we have a bunch of secrets that we don't know about. So when you see something flying, how do you know the government isn't just keeping the next weapon from you? That's my, I mean, it sounds like she's on my side. Yeah, it was probably just one of each, you know, Chinese spy balloons that the Bidens turned a blind eye to because of the millions of dollars collected by Hunter. Like this isn't that complicated, everybody. Uh, Buck, you wanted to ask about dangers in Michigan for, uh, for Tudor and anybody else out there. We were doing research during the break. What did you figure out? 
Wait, tell me again. What was you wanted question? to ask about dangers in Michigan, and we were talking about the oh, fish yes. and everything else. What did you find during your research? Um, that that you can swim in the lakes in Michigan and and have no problem. You know, <laughs> apply your apply your sunscreen. There are no major threats, no dangers, no crocodilians, no uh, no sharks. Um, you know, you might get a rogue squirrel here or there, but other than that, you're pretty safe. Although there are invasive species. I looked up. It is the lamprey, which is what I said. The zebra mussels. And am I missing any? Those are there's actually a lot of invasive species, but those are apparently the really bad ones. So where and where I am, I think it's pretty safe, and we should be a tourist spot for the entire United States. But nobody has figured that out yet. I don't know why. But if you go a little bit further north, you do have a bad wolf problem. So and wolves are you know oh I didn't know that I love by the way this is an endorsement for anybody out there. And my wife says I shouldn't say this because she's from Michigan. Uh, you've met her tutors. We love going to northern Michigan in the summer. And it is a totally hidden jewel of, I think, America. Michigan in the summer. Nobody knows about it. I'm not talking about it's fine in Detroit and like the, the big city area. But if you get north in Michigan, in Traverse City, I, I think we're on in Petoskey. Some of these places, guys and girls listening right now are like nodding along. It's one of the most beautiful places in America. Oh, it's amazing. I was just talking to a woman who said she's going up to Traverse City next week. She said, what's it like? I said, you have to understand we have the most beautiful beaches and we are listed every year for having some of the most beautiful beaches in the country. People don't recognize that Michigan has these incredible beaches. We had my uncle come from London. He came around the corner, saw the beach, and he said in that in Europe, we call these inland seas. Yeah. If you have not seen one of the Great Lakes, then you are doing yourself a disservice. You have to see how beautiful the Great Lakes truly are. Fresh water, no predators coming after us. We are might be a little chilly, but you are safe. You are safe. You might right, not be right, safe so from hypothermia. I don't mean to interrupt this meeting of the, of the Michigan Tourism Bureau here for everybody who's listening. But I, you said something about wolves. Now I'm going to my other, another topic that fascinates me. Have they ever attacked a human in the U.S.? Do we so, know? I, I... A few years ago, they attack. They've attacked people's kids. They go after their wild. So they go after farms. They go after the wildlife up there or the farm animals up there, and they go after your dogs. So we actually had a proposal on the ballot. But see, this is how tricky the environmentalists are and the the PETA people. We had this proposal on the ballot to to stop people from being able to hunt wolves. And down in the lower peninsula, we're all like, oh, my gosh, they were playing these commercials. They're like baby wolves. You yeah. know? You're like, oh, they're puppies. And then the people in the upper peninsula come down and they're like, what are you doing? We can't even let the kids play outside at dusk. Like They are a really serious problem. So, yes, they are very serious. They are eating sheep. They're eating uh, farm animals. They're eating people's pets. It's pretty bad. Tudor, you're in Michigan. You're well plugged in. Let's go to the political realm now. What has to happen for the good guys to win in 2024 in Michigan, just like happened in 2016 in your mind? What changed? What should the focus be? What do you think the Republican Party needs to do, regardless of who the candidate is at the top of the ticket? I think what changed is that the Democrats discovered digital advertising and they were able to get their message, only the message they want people to hear, specifically targeted to their phones, to their connected TVs, to their desktops, to their websites. They get their message directly to you. Republicans are still saying, come to a rally, come to a GOP meeting. 
meeting. We are not in the digital advertising space, and it is deadly. That has got to stop. We've got to get some of these folks that are the consultants saying, go on cable, stop spending your money there, get your message directly to the people, because they're not hearing the Republican message. They are being defined by the Democrats. The Democrats are using that digital media to go after the Republicans and define them before anybody knows who you are. Isn't it also a problem then, Tudor, that with one exception, the large, I know there's truth and there's rumble, but I mean, the major global social media companies, except for Twitter, thanks to Elon, are still really islands of Democrat control. Of course, of course. But so you can actually be, we could have our candidates advertising on YouTube the way that they're advertising against us on YouTube. So you get to those spaces by buying that time. And it's actually less expensive buying that time than buying time on cable news where people aren't watching anyway. Those people are likely voting. You have to get to the people that are not voting. They are winning so big with 18 to 29-year-olds. It's because they're not hearing from us. And until we get to their phones, they won't hear from us. This is fascinating to me because you're a mom of four. You're a totally normal person, right? I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Other than the fact that you (laughs) think people with negative blood uh, are potentially (laughs) aliens, which, by the way, my mom texted me and said that she has negative blood. She's O negative. She could be an alien, too. uh, She wanted you to know. Um, But thanks, mom. Uh, Yes. They were able to define you not only as like this crazy right wing ideologue, but to your point, I think this is really important. They were able to find one particular issue that they thought a 22 year old cared about and send that targeted message directly digitally to the voter to say, oh, Tudor Dixon believes X, you're in favor of Y. They basically single issue targeted their voters. How much money was spent against you and how successful did you find that targeting campaign really was? Because everybody would have to fight it. So we we were a six to one spent they were six to one spending against us it was pretty crazy we, they had so much money and the, the democrats in general brought about a hundred million into the state and the republicans had just under 30 so republicans but the thing is the republicans were spending their money in ways that we should not be spending it wasn't money. even efficient the way you were guys were spending in right your mind. exactly because i think that we're all we're behind across the board across the country we're behind on the digital ads and so i've talked to people about this why do we have half and half why are we still at a 50 percent margin it's because the republican message actually makes sense financially it makes sense for national security it makes sense for trade all of the issues that really impact your life every single day that republican message makes sense so when you're in a red state you can still win even if you don't have that machine turned on because the democrats aren't there but they're coming they're getting smarter. They're expanding. You can look and they they define it right out there in the open. We went to Colorado. We did this in Colorado. We took the program to Michigan and they do it through these C4, 503C4 organizations where they come in. We have about 15 in Michigan on the Democrat side. They bring in millions of dollars. We had one in the Traverse City area that we, we lost our, our Republican state rep there. They brought in about $10 million for two state house seats. $10 million. That's crazy. For two state house seats, and it was a, an organization called We the People, run by illegal aliens, completely, all from it, people that had come across the border. They wanted their driver's license. They told them, if you win this race, we will we will be able to get driver's license for illegal migrants. And so that's how they're doing it. They're bringing in these organ. They're very 
very organized compared to the Republicans. The idea of a ballot chase, I always ask people, okay, so what are you talking about? Define to me what that means. Because first of all, the ballot chase, you're way into the process once you're getting to the ballot chase. So what are you doing ahead of time? Because I had ads running against me two weeks before the primary. The Democrats saw what was happening and they're like, we're going to define her. A ballot chase doesn't help you at that point. You've got to make sure that you have the weapons against them right away. And why aren't we trying to define them? Because we sure as heck have a lot of information on the things that they've done that have not helped the country and the things that they will do that won't help the country. So why aren't we out there defining them? The ballot chase is way down the line. If you have people telling you, I'm working on a ballot chase, then find the people that are going to help beforehand. Because once we get to the ballot chase, we're too late. Tudor Dixon of the Tudor Dixon podcast, which is on the Clay and Buck Network. Clay, aren't you and Tudor doing a deep dive on some guy wrote a book about something? (laughs) <laughs> I have I have no idea. We're doing a show in a little bit uh, where I'm going to talk about this book uh, that I'm glad that you reminded me that producer Ali said I was supposed to mention. Uh, Tudor is going to be on, like I said, with uh, uh, with Gutfeld tonight. I would encourage all of you to watch. And producer Ali said that she wants Wait, me aren't to you say doing, it's your book. Yes. She's, right, okay. I, I'm, I'm reminded I would have forgotten after the show. I'm doing a deep dive new book, American Playbook live streamed. You can watch on my Twitter feed or ClayTravisBook.com. Right after we get off on the air, if people are like, hey, I want to be entertained longer, boom, you'll have me answering questions with uh, OutKick's own Katie McDuffie. You know her, Buck, because you introduced me to her, and that's now why she works at OutKick. I just bring good people together, like Tudor (laughs) Dixon. You should all check out her podcast. Thank you, Tudor. Thank you so much. Start earning high-yield returns in a low-yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. You choose your investment amount, term limit, and earn returns from 9 to 12% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. These bonds have been filed with the SEC and are also independently audited. Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors, now accessible to you, the savvy investor. Phoenix Capital Group is disrupting the traditional way energy industry does their business by offering proprietary offerings yielding up to 12% annual interest. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. For a private investor meeting, visit phxonair.com for an appointment with Matt Willer, Managing Director of Capital Markets. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it. You should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com for more. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 